Hello and welcome to the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, K-beauty expert, the founder of Style Story, where you can shop, learn and explore the world of Korean skincare and the founder of Korean beauty brand Jellico. For this week's episode, it is, of course, one of our deep dive episodes where we take a look into a part of the industry uh, in a little bit more detail. On the alternate weeks is when we do our news and wrap ups and kind of look at what's new and trending. But for these episodes, I really want to be able to dig a little bit deeper and explore know just a lot of different topics that are maybe not as easy to you know do in a in a three minute segment or a five minute segment and this is one that I thought you know what we could probably even devote an entire episode to it and that is because if you are looking for brands or replacement products that you can swap over maybe you're transitioning into k-beauty you're not quite sure where to start or conversely you might just have a brand that you really enjoy particularly product and you're wondering well is there something similar that exists on the Korean beauty market like I might like that too this is the episode for you now some of the brands I'm going to run through I think you may also be able to uh, apply rather a little bit of reverse logic so if you've tried that brand and you're like you know what I'm not the biggest fan of that brand then potentially some of the Korean beauty brands that I'm going to introduce you to today may also be brands all lines or products that you would rather skip. Uh, and I will go into that in a little bit more detail, but that is the general sort of outline of what I wanted to talk about today. Now, I am not suggesting at all that any of these brands have set out to be a dupe of any of these Western brands or that they're copying them or any of those kind of things. And indeed, a lot of these products are not dupes for any particular product. It's more just that the approach to their skin skincare lines potentially and also who the line is for maybe the way they formulate is similar so that is kind of what I wanted to have a, a little bit of a look at in detail today now the first one that I think if you like this western beauty brand you may like this Korean beauty brand is La Roche-Posay and then Etude Houses or Etude as they're being uh, called these days <clears throat> their Sun Jong line so Etude is, of course, uh, a brand, a cheap and cheerful brand that falls under the Amore Pacific umbrella. And they've actually gone through a little bit of a rebrand this year. Uh, and I will get to that in a minute. However, La Roche-Posay, this is a very popular French beauty brand. They have a simple and fuss-free approach to skincare, I would say. And I think that in general, their products are often very well suited to sensitive and disordered skin. One of the ones that I see recommended probably the most of any product is their Cicaplast Balm. Uh, and another one that I'm seeing increasingly a lot of on social media is the Tolerian line. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, but these products are very, very popular. You see them recommended a lot, particularly people that have uh, a weakened skin barrier, people that have, uh, you know, maybe overdone it with their acids or exfoliants or things like that like that this that product in particular the Cicaplast Balm is probably one of the most recommended products that I see people you know 
online giving out if you've if you've overdone it if you've over exfoliated if your skin is disordered sensitized irritated red flaking peeling all of the above then try this product and i think one of the reasons that la roche posay in general is a popular brand there are a few really good reasons number one is that it's very easily accessible and it is accessible globally it is available here in Korea, very easily accessible uh, products to get if you're just walking into any offline store here. You don't need, really need to search around to find La Roche-Posay. It's the same in Australia. When I was back there recently, I noticed that. And this is pretty much all over the world. Obviously, being a European brand, it's very widely accessible in Europe as well. Now, there are slight regional differences between some of the products, particularly their sunscreen products, as you would expect. But, you know, as a generalization, the brand is easily accessible. It's very reasonably priced compared to a lot of the other, say, super bougie or luxe European skincare brands. And I think generally well liked. A lot of the feedback that I see from people is that they really enjoy the products uh, and, you know, that they recommend them to other people. So, my personal thought is that if you do enjoy products from La Roche-Posay, I think you may also like Etude House's Sunjong line. So Sunjong in Korean means pure. And the idea for their line is to purify the skin by providing hypoallergenic solutions. And that is the brand's position. Uh, and the reason I say that and that that is not my position is because in general, those kind of words, they sound really great, purifying skin skin, hypoallergenic, but actually they don't really mean all of that much, particularly scientifically speaking. I think, you know, particularly hypoallergenic, that doesn't mean nobody ever will have a high, uh, you know, an allergic reaction to it. Uh, it's the same as, you know, catchphrases like dermatologically tested. I mean, that sounds really scientific and impressive, but doesn't actually mean all that much. Uh, you know, most brands could find a dermatologist somewhere that will be happy to sign off on their products and say, hey, this is dermatologically tested. It's just a marketing phrase that they can use. But as a, a line, I think that this line caters very well to sensitive and irritated skin types. The formulas are low pH. They're made with low irritant ingredients. And what do I mean by that? In general, they're free from acids, so you won't find things like exfoliating AHAs or BHAs in this particular line. Uh, no scent or fragrance. So this is the kind of uh, product line that is really put together for people that have a lot of irritations, a lot of different things that set their skin off. If you're the type of person that, you know, it's a, always a gamble as to whether your skin is going to have a bad breakout or not, this kind of line is made specifically for you. And of course, being that Etude as a brand is really targeting those in their teens and 20s. The pricing point is very cheap. Um, so what they're working on for their line is a patented ingredient called Panthen Suicide kind of a clunky name, but it's basically a combination of two staples. So it consists of panthenol, which is a really, really great ingredient for protecting the skin's barrier and also maintaining hydration in the skin and matacasicide, which is one of the key components of Centella Asiatica, which is also known as Sika or tiger's grass. And that one is a really great ingredient for soothing, irritated skin. So they've basically combined those come up and come up with their own patented ingredient called panthenol so side. Uh, and so that is what you'll find in a lot of their products. 
So I normally do recommend this line for people in their teens and 20s that have damaged skin barriers. And the reason I say that is because I don't find the hydration levels to be enough for people that have seriously dry skin or who are more mature in their skin types. Now, this will vary person to person and skin to skin. Obviously, it's very difficult to make blanket rules with skincare. If you live in a really hot, humid climate that is not like we have here in Korea, then it may be that this is perfectly fine for you. If you have combination or oily skin and you are in your 30s, then this line may also work for you. But in general, the age group and the skin type that these products are targeting are in their 20s and 30s. And I must say, personally, for me, I also find that the La Roche-Posay products are not enough. The Cicaplast Balm for me is just, I could not use that on its own as my moisturizer. I just have very, very dry skin. So for me, I see a lot of similarities in their approach, in the formulations. Now, I wouldn't say that there's anything necessarily that is a straight dupe or anything like that. It's more just overall, if you're looking at the lines, what the companies are trying to do, who they're targeting with these products. I think if you like La Roche-Posay, chances are you may also like Etude's Sunjong line. Some of the products that are really, really popular from the Sunjong line include their Whip Clan. And this is the kind of product that comes in a little can, you pump it out, and then it comes out as like a bubble whip, and you can use that as your cleanser. They also have a pH 5.5 relief toner as well that is quite popular. pH 5.5, of course, being uh, the pH balance, the natural pH balance of the skin. So that's generally recommended for people that do have any kind of sensitivity, irritation, or damage. Uh, The other product that is very popular on our website uh, anyway is their hydro barrier cream Uh, so there are a lot more products in the line I would say those are three to try if you are you know dipping your toes in the water if you haven't tried their products before I think that those ones are a good place to start however if you have tried the products before and you know them love them and recognize them then I will let you know that they have just been given the uh, 2023 rebranding that Amore Pacific seems to be doing with all of their products at the moment. So some of them are temporarily out of stock while they go through this rebranding process. And the other thing you'll notice is that as they start to come back in stock, they look very different. So do not be alarmed if you go and type in your favorite Etude product and it comes up looking vastly different to what it used to look like. I shared photos on my Instagram stories the other day to to my followers sort of saying, you know, what do you think of this rebrand? And it was very split. Most people seem to think it was just another example of blanding where you take what was once a very distinctive brand and just kind of bland it down to make look make it look like the other products on the market. Some people thought it was an upgrade. I think about 20% of people thought it was an upgrade. And then the rest of the people were just like, meh, neither an upgrade or a downgrade. Uh, but just to let you know that the products do look different, uh, Amore Pacific seems to be doing this across the board with all of their brands at the moment. They have done it with Innisfree. They have done it with a Solar Sue. They are doing it with Etude. I'm sure I'm missing. Oh, Rio just had um, a, a huge packaging upgrade. It looks really, really different as well. Uh, So I think this is just something that they are rolling out at a company level. 
For me personally, I think the unfortunate thing is that they're starting to kind of look all very samesy-samesy. If you are interested to hear a little bit more about why this is happening, not just in K-Beauty, but with a lot of different brands generally, I did do an episode on blanding a couple of months ago. Some of the people that saw the stories that I uploaded were like, I just don't understand why. Like, why are they doing this? So there are actually strategic business decisions behind some of this stuff. It has to do with things like the the algorithms on social media. So if you want to hear more about that in detail, go and listen to the episode. I actually went through some of the studies that have been done on blanding. I am not the expert on blanding, but a lot of people have looked into it because it has become such a phenomenon across the beauty industry, across fashion as well. And so people were curious, like, why is this happening? What are the reasons behind it? Uh, So that's just a little bit of an aside. Uh, But I do think in general, if you like La Roche-Posay, if you enjoy their approach to skincare and their formulations and you have a similar skin type, chances are you will enjoy the Sunjong line as well. And Sunjong line is very popular among, you know, K-beauty enthusiasts. It similarly does get a lot of recommendations, Um, you know, and sometimes people are like, I don't understand. Why don't you like it, Lauren? And I'm like, it's not that I don't like it. Uh, I personally don't use it. There is a big difference. I can totally see who they are targeting with the products. And I can totally see that if you had that skin type, uh, that these products would be a good fit for you. Me personally, it's not enough hydration for me. And hydration is the overwhelming consideration that I have for my skincare routine, being that I am so dry. Uh, And the climate that we have here in Seoul in particular is very unforgiving, particularly when it comes to winter. The air is so dry you combine dry air with dry skin and it's just a a recipe for a bad time. My skin also really suffers during the change of seasons. uh, And that is the period when you're moving from say um, right now, we're moving from summer to fall. And the reason this happens is because there is such a big variance in the daily temperature ranges that can wreak havoc on the skin and cause a lot of people to experience skin issues. We have very big fluctuations in the temperatures here that a lot of other countries don't have. Uh, you know, a lot of countries really just have summer and winter, or even if they do have four seasons, they're not like crazy, you know, ranges of weather. Whereas we get really, really hot in summer. Like it's not unusual for it to get up to 38 degrees with humidity. And then it can drop all the way back down to minus 20 degrees Celsius in winter. And it's very, very dry. Uh, So that puts a lot of stress and strain on the skin and your hair and all of those kind of things. So that me personally, if none of those conditions apply to you, if you live in a hot, humid climate, then your uh, experience of using those products, I'm sure will be very, very different. So I just want to put that little caveat in because sometimes people are like, I'm so disappointed to hear that you don't like that. It's very specific to me, my skin and where I live. uh, And it's not like an indictment on, on the products themselves. That's just a personal thing for me. Now, the second brand swap that I have for you, or just if you like this, you will also like this, is Paula's Choice and Buy Wish Trend. Now, I mentioned this on the show a couple of episodes back because someone was asking about it as our question of the week. They wanted to know. So Paula's Choice, of course, is a popular American skincare brand, and fans of the brand really love their approach to transparency in terms of their ingredients and also their dedication to high-strength actives. So that is a very classic 
classically American approach. Americans love their acids. They love their retinoids and they love big doses of them. So fan favorites among the Paula's Choice products include their 2% BHA toner. They have a 10% niacinamide booster, vitamin C serum, lots of other products, but those are the ones I think the top three that I see recommended the most that people seem to really enjoy. Now, by wish trend, I think, while not being a dupe and not being necessarily, you know, a copy or anything like that, it has a similar approach. And I think that that is because uh, Wish Trend originally began as a K-beauty e-commerce platform, and then they started their own skincare line. And I think that they do really well in the States. So that kind of makes sense. They are giving American consumers the kind of products that they like using with obviously a Korean twist on them. So some Buy Wish products, Buy Wish Trend products that you might like to try their mandelic acid skin prep water. So this is a good one for people that have breakout prone skin because it contains 5% of mandelic acid. But then you also get this Korean approach coming through in that they do have the Centella Asiatica extract in it and better glucan, two extremely popular K-beauty products, uh, ingredients rather, and also panthenol. So the idea is that while you are doing your peeling and exfoliation, you can, you know, take care of the skin. Uh, and include some nourishing ingredients as well. So the brand itself recommends mandelic acid skin prep water for those who are struggling with blemish prone skin, pores, dullness, and inflammation. I personally don't know if I would be putting anything like this on inflamed skin. I don't think so. Uh, But mandelic acid itself is a type of AHA. And the reason that it is different from other types of AHAs is because it has a large molecular size, and that is supposed to cause less inflammation to the skin. If your skin is already inflamed, I probably would not be putting acids anywhere near it. That's just me. Uh, But that is how the brand recommends using that product. And then, of course, there is their very, very popular vitamin C serum which is called By Wish Trend Pure Vitamin C 21.5% Advanced Serum. And I think if you are a fan of Paula's Choice, then this is a really good uh, sister product, mirror product in the K-beauty world that you might also enjoy. And that's because it does have 21.5% of pure vitamin C, L-ascorbic acid, uh, which is, by the way, an extremely high percent of pure vitamin C. Uh, Other brands that I know of that used to do a 10% vitamin C said that they reduced it even to 5% because customers were complaining about irritation from 10%. So to put that in in perspective, 21.5% is high, high strength. Uh, I would approach with caution if you've never tried a vitamin C serum before, but if you are used to using high strength products like this, then you probably will enjoy it. The K-Beauty twist in this one comes through in the 70% of vitamin tree water that's included in the product. So as you would expect from a vitamin C serum, they do target things like dullness. Um, They assist with brightening and delivering just that little bit of extra glow and radiance to the skin. So I will have links to both of these in the show notes to those products. But I think in general, if you enjoy Paula's Choice, then Buy Wish Trend, I think you may also enjoy their approach to formulation as well. Now, the next 
swap I had for you or, you know, not necessarily a swap, but just if you like this one, try this one is uh, CeraVe. And this <laughs> this brand, honestly, every single time I see it, I want to call it Cerave. I just that is how it looks to me. It looks like Cerave. But I, I understand that the pronunciation is apparently CeraVe. So I will I will call it that. But I just like, you know, when you read something in a book or whatnot as a child and you just decide how you're going to say it, <laughs> this brand is like that for me. Uh, classic example. I remember when I was a kid and we were reading the Harry Potter books, my little sister read them, um, you know, around the same time. And she was much, much younger than me. And she decided that Hermione's name was Hermione. So for her, Hermione is like, that's how she always thinks of the character. I feel like it's like that with this brand for me. I just, I just mentally just clock it as Serave. But anyway, this is a really popular brand again, because they focus on really gentle formulas that don't cost the earth. Uh, and the key ingredient that they are formulating with a lot of the time are ceramides. So ceramides in general are very good for barrier care. You will often see them here in Korea in products that are designed for dry skin. And that is because they moisturize, revitalize, and just sort of lock everything in. That is the purpose of ceramides in a formula. So an, a brand here that I think is probably a really great match for the people that love CeraVe is Illy Yoon. Now, this is another Amore Pacific brand. Uh, it falls under their um, umbrella. And this one is the kind of brand that is stocked here in supermarkets. It's very, very cheap and cheerful, easily accessible. Um, you can pick it up sort of offline extremely easily. Uh, and they, all of their products, again, are aiming to moisturize and revitalize the skin. They are tapping into ceramides as well. And a lot of the products that you will see that people recommend to other people and that they really enjoy are the ones with ceramides in them. So I think the number one product from this brand that people seem to really rave about and really love is the Ceramide Atto Concentrate Cream. I honestly think this is Korea's answer to CeraVe's Daily Moisturizing Cream. Uh, it is a popular product for people that do have sensitivities and fragrance allergies. Uh, it is a non-greasy formula. It doesn't have any alcohol, essential oils, or fragrance in it either. Uh, now, again, I think this one is probably a case of trial and error, and I say that for a couple of reasons. Number one is because depending on where you live and your skin type, it may not be enough hydration. For me personally, it was not enough hydration. The other big thing that will come into it is the formula changes that happen every couple of years. So Amore Pacific is very famous for uh, doing consistent renewals and upgrades on all of its products across the board and it nearly always involves at least a packaging change but also a formula change as well and what that can mean is that a product that at one stage you really loved can be updated or changed slightly and sometimes turn into a product that is not the same as it used to be so it really depends on which version of the cream you try what update that you're up to but in general i think that this is korea's answer to cerave's daily moisturizing cream 
and it is extremely accessible as well. Uh, it sells out on our website every single time we have it in stock. We actually struggle with this, keeping it in stock because it sells out so often. The other product uh, that I think might be just the next step up in hydration from the, um, the Atto cream is their Ultra Repair Intensive Care Cream. Uh, and this one is particularly for people that uh, whose skin has become red, sensitive, if you have a weak barrier, any of those kind of things and this one is definitely just that step up in thickness as well so i have not tried the most recent upgraded version that just came out recently i have tried the previous version and i can confirm that that is much much thicker uh, again the reformulations they're a little bit hard to keep up with for, for me personally particularly if it's a product that i don't um, have in my rotation or my routine. I feel like sometimes I turn around and I'm like, oh my God, it's different again. And people are like, what's changed? And I'm like, oh gosh, I don't know. I'll have to check. So just be aware of that. Any of the Amore Pacific owned brands, they will go through this. I mean, that's pretty similar across the board in K-Beauty, to be perfectly honest. There are very few products I can think of that have not changed at all from launch to now. Even like cult favorite products, I'm thinking like Beauty of Joseon's Dynasty Cream. I mean, that used to have a very different formulation and texture and packaging as well uh, when it first launched to what it is now. Like it's a different product. They're running it under the same name, but technically it is not the same product as it was if you tried it like you know eight years ago or whatnot that is just consistent across the board if you love k-beauty products be prepared for that at some point in time your favorite product will change uh, and that is particularly the case for makeup as well it's just very very rare for brands to consistently run the same makeup misha and their bb cream is one of the very few exceptions that i can think of that i honestly think has just sort of maintained they haven't tried to play around with it too much whereas a lot of the other uh, brands that are targeting the local market here it's just consistent like year after year there's a new cushion there's a new pact um, and the old ones are just done away with like they're just never to be seen again and they kind of just go with what's trending so if mesh cushions are trending then they will deliver a mesh cushion if it's you know uh, what whatever the flavor of the day is that will be the product that is on the shelf so if you tried something like six years ago that you fell in love with that is long gone now that probably doesn't exist on the market uh there are some exceptions to that rule and the exceptions usually are brands that have done really well for themselves overseas because they know that foreign customers uh you know don't necessarily love the constant upgrading and changing the other problem with the constant upgrading and changing uh speaking as someone who has been distributing k-beauty products for well over a decade is that it takes time for all of this stuff to filter through the market and filter through um, particularly overseas. So if a product is launched today in Korea, by the time it sort of gets overseas, it's a couple of months lag at least. Probably you're looking at more like six months. And then by the time it actually gains traction and starts taking off abroad, it can be a year, a year and a half down the track. Like it's not instantaneous. You need to market it. You need to get the name out there people need to try it they need to like it and then they need to recommend it that whole process takes time so if you've got a product that you know was trending in Korea a year and a half ago and it's only just now getting big overseas 
That's reaching the period where a lot of Korean companies start to think about updating and changing and swapping around formulas. So it's kind of a danger period. It's like if that doesn't take off really, really quickly overseas and blow up, then by the time it gets to the two year mark, a lot of companies are looking at doing then, you know, then the next round. Uh, so that is just a consistent thing that you'll notice, um, you know, the more time you spend around K-beauty products and the more products you try, it's just that constant upgrades, updates and renewals will go along with it as well. And I know a lot of people find that confusing. They also find it confusing packaging wise. And, you know, because of this process, I'll often have people go, did I get a fake? You know, is this a fake product? And unfortunately, there are fakes that circulate around in the market. That is just a given. But a lot of the time, the answer is no, you don't have a fake but yes the formula did change or yes the packaging did change and that's why it looks different uh, but I digress let me get on to another swap for you and this one is this is an, is an interesting one let me explain the ordinary the brand the ordinary I think everyone has probably tried at least something from the ordinary just because they're so cheap they are uh, so accessible I don't think there is a country I have visited in the last 18 months that that you cannot get the ordinary in. It just seems to be very readily available because of you know how, how cheap it is. Uh, and the brand that I think is a similar, has a similar approach, if not slightly more expensive, is one thing. Uh, and why I say that is because the ordinary really has made a name for itself based on their single ingredient formulas, or at least formulas that uh, do a combination of scientifically proven uh, chemicals together. So for example, their standouts include their niacinamide 10%, their hyaluronic acid 2%, uh, they've got their natural moisturizing factors moisturizer with hyaluronic acid. They've got a whole range of products. I've tried quite a lot of them. I've tried, for example, their oil. I've tried their um, oh, what azelaic acid. I've tried uh, the niacinamide. I've tried, I, I've tried most of them. Uh, and I think a Korean brand that follows a very similar philosophy is one thing. Now, the difference, uh, and there are a couple of differences. Number one is price. It is not as cheap as the ordinary because of um, how it's distributed. And what I mean by that is they don't have global distribution. So you are going to be paying then all of the import taxes, uh, VAT or GST, whatever you call it in their country, that adds to the cost of it. Here in Korea, it's still not the same price as the ordinary, but it is cheaper. But by the time you pay to export the products, that just naturally adds on a little bit of extra difference. And even though they do focus a lot of the time on these single ingredient formulas, it has a K-beauty twist to it. So some of their really popular products, uh, the one that always sells out on our website is the niacinamide 10%. People really like their niacinamide products and the niacinamide 10%, I think has just built such a name for itself across multiple different brands that any brand that puts out a niacinamide 10%, it just seems to sell well. So that one is a bestseller. Other really popular products include their Artemisia extract, their Korean mugwort one, uh, and their extract 
products they have a whole range of different ones and I think one of the reasons they do very well is because they uh, can be used in lots of different ways you can use it as a toner you can use it as an essence you can uh, soak your cotton pads in it and kind of use them that way so that's why they're popular they are at a very accessible pricing point Uh, other ones to try that I think are representative of the brand include their centella extract toner they also have a centella soothing cream that has a really nice light gel texture and their green tea serum as well Uh, so I think in general the pricing point is very competitive compared to other Korean brands it's not as competitive as the ordinary but I think in terms of philosophy what they're trying to do keeping everything very simple keeping it so that you know exactly what's in the product just by looking at the jar I think that there are a lot of similarities and crossovers in the brand and if you do enjoy the ordinary chances are that you may also enjoy one thing so look that is just some of the brands I wanted to cover with you today Um, if this is you know if you've enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more like this please do get in touch I can easily put these kind of episodes together but I thought why don't we just see if this is even of interest I mean who knows this might be all information that you guys already know and you're like meh that's you know not very insightful I'm not sure you have to let me know I a lot of our listeners do well not a lot but like some of our listeners do like to sort of get in touch and let me know where they're up to with their Korean beauty journeys if they're just getting you know into it I think a lot of people certainly the ones that approach me with questions are new to the industry new to trying out Korean beauty products and are looking for you know a little bit more information Uh, but you know I assume that we have listeners of differing levels of knowledge out there as well so you know you'll have to come and find me and let me know is this the kind of thing that you want to hear more of is this just sort of like oh come on Lauren everyone knows this (laughs) I don't know you'll have to let me know so I, I will just quickly recap the brands so the first one that I suggested was La Roche Posay and Etudes Sunjong line now the second one was Paula's Choice and by wish trend the third one was CeraVe and of course Illy Yun which I think are you know very similar and then The Ordinary and One Thing so four four different kind of I guess eight brands altogether. if you want to look at it like that but four kind of brands that I just think chances are if you like one you'll probably like the other uh, if you do want to hear more of course don't forget to subscribe to the show so that you are you know you get the notifications when a new episode drops i will be back in your ears next week with our news uh, special and all of the updates we've already had a fabulous question of the week come in so i already know what i'm going to be talking about for that uh, but if you do have any topic suggestions things that you would like covered on the show uh, please do get in touch you can find me on instagram i'm at lauren.kbeauty uh, style story is also on instagram style story underscore kbeauty Uh, we're keeping it matching there and then of course jellyco is jellyco with a k for korea underscore official and that is us on all different social media channels i think we got the tiktok we got the instagram we managed to line it all up the facebook even i'm pretty sure we're jellyco underscore official on all of them which was very nice uh anyway i will wrap it up there for today i will be back in your ears shortly and until then i will see you on style story 